so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. Well, we can add that to the list of things we know the Glee writers have never done. Um, gone to high school, gone to college, been in show choir, made a turkey. <laughs> You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. And this is episode eight of season four, Thanksgiving. Took me a second to remember what we were going to do. I did the same thing. I was like going to watch the episode and I was like, what did we watch last? Yeah. <laughs> but I'll remember now. This is a very iconic episode. No filler here. No. A lot going not at on. all. There's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, and I quick- like most of it. <laughs> I like most of it too. Me too. Yeah. I had a great time. The quick rundown is some McKinley alumni give the New Directions advice about sectionals. <laughs> Elsewhere, which they could just say in New York, um, Rachel and Kurt have a non-traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Elsewhere? What is that? <laughs> Elsewhere, like, they're in New York. It's not yeah. a surprise where they are. Maybe they're they had a word count limit and they were like, well, <laughs> in New York is one three words. <laughs> Elsewhere is one. <laughs> You're too short. You got to cut that down. Um, yeah, so this is the Thanksgiving episode. There's, well, they've never only done a... one before, huh? Thanksgiving? I think this I is don't... the only Thanksgiving episode they do. I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't say, I mean, Thanksgiving is kind of like a classic sitcom episode, right? You get the family yes. together, shenanigans happen, things go wrong. It's not kind of your major classic holiday. You hit your Christmases, you hit your Valentine's Days. Not really? many Thanksgiving songs out yeah. there. Thanksgiving, as we find out in this yes. episode, there's not a lot of good old fashioned. There could be one less, and I'd be fine. <laughs> there could be one less Thanksgiving <laughs> song. Um, yes, it is also a sectionals episode. We get a one-two punch of a holiday episode and a sectionals episode. And apparently which I didn't even realize this, they've never lost a sectionals before, so the pressure's really on. Yes, because they are a great glee club yeah. who can pull together a sectionals performance with absolutely no preparation whatsoever. Of That's right. And they always luckily compete against these ridiculous fucking teams. Mm-hmm. Old people. Now we got Mennonites. I love the Mennonites. I was oh, me rooting too, for them. It's 
just like glee is so ridiculous for doing that it's like I... of course you've always won sectionals you only had one opponent who yeah. was yes. worth anything <laughs> i have utterly forgotten how the regionals sectionals nationals work where where do these teams come from like what happened to jesse is it because they lost that they're not in vocal adrenaline vocal adrenaline yeah is that did vocal adrenaline lose did they compete in regionals what happened where did they go That's a good question. How do the sectionals work? How like, do sectionals work? Well, sometimes they're against the warblers and sectionals, and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Right? Weren't they not against the warblers last year, but now they are again? I don't I remember. On- oh, they tied that one year, so then they competed again at regionals. I don't I, know. I, what is the order of operations of <laughs> the competitions? Is it sectionals, regionals, or regional sectionals? Okay. Sectionals, regionals. Yeah. So then, why aren't they competing against the against vocal adrenaline? Shouldn't they be? No, they how always compete rounds? against them at regionals, which is weird. How what many rounds? Is- it's just sectionals, then regionals, then nationals. Yeah. Right. Which so- is y'all know that's all made up, of course. But like, even oh, yeah. even in the real like live show choir world, it's made up. Like show choir nationals, like anybody can go if you pay to enter, you can go. <laughs> Like there's no scheme. Yeah, no one has to win anything. Maybe they do get selective. I guess if like way too many people ask, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, (laughs) I guess they assume that you're pretty good if you're going to invest all your time and money to go. Is that the real uh, fault of Glee? Is that they never had to compete in the first place? They could have just saved their money (laughs) and gone to nationals and nationals alone. I think, well, there used to be, like, in the first couple seasons, there was always this plot about, like, we're going to defund you if you don't win, like, from Figgins. Yeah. Um, so, not that that's super there anymore. Now it's just, like, we have a reputation. Well, they something. also never had enough money to compete either. Right, right. But then that got, that stopped being a plot line, like, season two. Yeah. Which is fine. Got we didn't benefactor. We never, we didn't need to do that every year either. That was. Yeah, was, yeah. That would be too much. So, and some, it felt like in earlier seasons, they competed against way more teams. Now in this sectionals, there's only two. There are the Mennonites and the Warblers. And that's It's, it's it? also like, they totally could have just played it like, oh, there were other teams that the Glee Club didn't, and that like, they didn't show. No, yeah. it pisses me off because the yeah. movie Pitch Perfect does it really well, where they show mm-hmm. like, there's a lot more teams there, but we're not going to see the full set of every single team, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's not the point of the movie. But like, clearly it is a big competition with a lot of teams. And then in Glee, they're just like, nope, there's three teams, three teams yeah. at sectionals, three teams at regionals, three teams at nationals. Maybe. I don't know. Um, they do have like the top 10 thing at nationals that one mm-hmm. season. So that, they tried that one time. But they, I'm just like, of all the high schools in this section or region, only three have, glee clubs and one of them is old people like that's just not <laughs> and one of them is a death club <sighs> and then we have vocal adrenaline and i feel like there were other ones oral intensity was one oh, that we used to always say, see what's the one with the Lindsay? yeah mm-hmm. i think that was oral intensity maybe the other clubs have quietly gotten together and formed their own new show choir competition to keep 
the new directions out of it because they got sick and tired of their drama and their lack of preparation. Yes. So now they just come them. <laughs> and then now they just compete amongst themselves in like an underground competition. I love that. And I think it's oh, led by the Gerber baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. last season she's like, I'm just a sophomore. Perfect. She's now the overlord of an underground. Yeah. Show choir show competition. Choir competition. <laughs> and then nobody talks about it. It's very fight club. Yes. I don't well, see why this can't be real. It is. We just decided it is. It's canon. Yeah. <laughs> it works for me. I mean, it makes more sense than anything the show ever gave us. True. Fair. Although I did notice in this episode, there were several times they like over explained something to make it make sense. And I was like, Glee does this like every other episode. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll just like do stuff that's bananas and just act like it's normal. And other times they need to like over explain it. Like Kurt and Rachel like over explain like why they're not going home for Thanksgiving and what they're going to do instead. That was that was <laughs> a little annoying. <laughs> it was. Yeah, their little conversation outside where we can be happy without going home. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're going to have an orphan Thanksgiving. We've all had orphan Thanksgivings. Like, just yep. fucking chill. We're good. <laughs> you're 18. Like, we, we don't need Blaine. We don't need any man. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, we get it. Or you're just broke as shit in New York and you don't yeah. want to fly home for a three-day weekend. I was going to say, like, I don't think it's that uncommon for college students to not go home for Thanksgiving. It's yeah. not. It's expensive yeah but they did they shot themselves in the foot by having all the other seniors go back yeah. to mckinley i guess they had to like which was explain why they didn't go that was weirder for me to have that many people go back to a high school for a thanksgiving three-day weekend like i would never they had a pact or whatever i don't know okay no i agree <laughs> i mean i know i'm just a dick who doesn't give a fuck about high school but like I mean, that many people right. showing up I'm also a dick who doesn't give a school? fuck about high school, and I agree. Um, especially because what I really – I didn't notice this the first time, but the show opens with all these seniors back at McKinley singing, doing this mentor thing, while McKinley still has classes. And then <laughs> yeah. Rachel Rachel still has classes in New York. So I'm like, did they just skip no out on their fucking classes <laughs> this week to go back to McKinley? I think so. I think they did. Yeah. Thanksgiving is not a week-long break. You get – what Thursday yes. afternoon and Friday? Like in college, we got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like what? <laughs> Come they on. Definitely, they skip some extra days. Clearly. Yep. <laughs> we do find out though that Rachel and Quinn are keeping in touch for all the the shippers yeah. out there that they email every shippers? week. The though they shippers. did, they did get something wrong there um, because Quinn says Rachel gave her the ticket and Quinn gave Rachel the ticket. Are you serious? I yeah. didn't even remember. They got it, yeah, they got it backwards. <laughs> oh my god! Which I mean, it still does. You know, it still works that Quinn hasn't used it, but like Quinn was the one that made that gesture. Well, wow. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Glee writers getting things wrong, not exactly. Uh, but clearly, the person who wrote this episode tried really hard to yeah. like really make everything make sense so I, they probably just ask someone they're like hey guys uh who gave who the ticket oh it was quinn oh if only the glee had a writer's room yeah <laughs> with stuff yeah. on the walls so they could remember these things yeah well the alumni as i guess they're going to be called now because that's what they're called in the notes 
in the Perfect. episode um have agreed to mentor the newbies who i don't think are ever called the newbies by anybody other than the fandom correct i don't think that appears in like i think they're just called the new cat i don't know but we're calling them the newbies um they get paired off um by finn right i think finn pairs them off yes uh i did i did like britney's line about unique getting paired off with mercedes (laughs) yes what you say she was like mercedes was cloned yeah i knew it mercedes (laughs) was cloned (laughs) that was good again you know a pretty pretty classic britney one-liner uh but how uh kitty gets paired with quinn oh which kicks off a very bizarre kitty quinn stalking situation Mm -hmm. with kitty beginning to spread rumors about marley and jake to santana which begins a weird quinn santana tiff that i guess they've been holding on to since high school it's like a weird rumor mill that they've all everyone's got like some frustrations to get out i mean you it's know very... how they need to get those frustrations out right they well, just, they just need to fuck them out. well yes they'll do that in yeah like, what two seasons one season yeah they'll get those out later yeah but it was just a very strange like well one why is kitty idolizing quinn when when didn't Quinn leave the school like at least a year ago? And was Kitty even in the school before Quinn? Like, how would she even know about Quinn in the first place? Um, well, they act like it's like she's a legend at the school. Yeah. But I mean, did they ever clarify who's in what grade? I think they did at the beginning of the season, but I can't remember what age Kitty's supposed to be. She they did freshman or sophomore. I they did go around and like sound off on who was freshmen and sophomores and I had a stroke and just didn't care because I could see it being like they could have explained a little bit more and said that like Katie was a freshman last year but she was like on the bench or whatever maybe yeah. like there's so many Cheerios she got like redshirted her first year or something yeah. I don't know but yeah they don't say that she was just like oh, obviously I know who you are you're a legend and it's kind of like okay <laughs> Which is interesting. Creepy. It's super creepy, and also for so long the Glee Club was absolutely hated by everyone in the school. So is Quinn a legend or is she a pariah for being like a pregnant single mom? Um, Especially since Kitty is like the super religious one. Yeah, but if Kitty only knew her by her senior year, hmm, she was Skank Quinn, and then she was Mm -hmm. like, which Quinn is she a fan of? Skank Quinn, Teen Mom Quinn. Disabled hero Quinn. <laughs> Disabled oh, yeah. hero Quinn. Quinn went through so much. Too, Ryan Murphy too White. much. Yeah. President of the cel- Celibacy Club Quinn. There's just a lot to choose from. There's a lot to choose from in this episode, frankly. Um, so we have Santana has also returned. Um, finally, someone has noticed something's up with Marley. Yeah. It took a literal stranger who just met her. Yep. Santana finds out about Marley's laxatives and immediately looks to Kitty as being the one who gave them to her. Which, she's not right, but she's not wrong. Marley got the laxatives for herself, but they're because of Kitty. Um, But that causes a confrontation between Quinn and Santana over their little mentees 
and yeah, mentees, Kitty and Marley. So now we have the old guard and the new guard battling it out for some reason, I guess. It's very strange. It was it seems like a weird way to have Quinn and Santana just yelling at each other over high school grievances. That's true. Yeah, it didn't really have to get that dirty. Um <laughs> I mean, so I like the tension between Santana and Quinn in the episode, but it does seem really weird and like it came on really fast. Mm -hmm. It feels like these two characters should have had some sort of build up earlier in the season to like hint at this. Right. Because these characters were barely in it except for Santana's Britney situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have their unholy trinity bit mm-hmm. with um, Brittany. That they put together on the fly. Yeah, I, lo- I love that they're just like, no, we never had choreography. We yeah. just know each other that well. <laughs> yeah. Ex- in universe, explaining away their random yeah. improvised dance choreography. <laughs> like, I just knew by the look in her eyes. Like, mm. we were going to shake or I mean, that line was so weird. But I was like, okay. I mean, I like the number. It's a great yeah. number. Come see yeah. about me. That but was I awesome. Didn't need the explanation. Like, yeah. just da- just dance. <laughs> just do it. And they literally could have just been like, oh, yeah. Remember that number we practiced all the time? Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Just just dance. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, one one elephant in the room of this episode um is is gangnam style And, mm-hmm. you know, it's sectionals and Finn has decided that um, they're going to going to perform Gangnam style and because they need a big dance number to compete with the Warplers who are known for dancing. Yeah, I was like, mm, maybe since Sebastian was the front man, I guess. Those Definitely step, not in Blaine's day. Those step no. touch numbers are real hard to compete with. <laughs> Right, guys, we gotta compete with the warblers. Bring out the couches. Like, <laughs> and the and the end tables to stand on. Yeah. If he had said that about vocal adrenaline, I would have been like, You're right, you do need to step up your dancing. But about the warblers and their loafers? Like I think you're fine. I the Gungam style thing is so annoying because it's just a case of there being a popular song in the zeitgeist and ryan murphy wanting to do it in the show i feel like this is also kind of like the beginning of glee getting that reputation like there will be tweets Mm -hmm. now when anything comes popular that's like glad glee still isn't on the air to cover it exactly i mean this was Mm -hmm. the beginning of glee downsliding into that Mm -hmm. yes 100 percent. like it's not a good song no it didn't have any connection to the show nope it's what's the name it's um there's a name of this kind of song like not a one-hit wonder but it's a it's a gimmick song yeah right like no offense to sigh or whatever but like 
especially in the context of the show, it's a gimmick. And the cast doesn't speak Korean. The it doesn't it doesn't carry any weight for the show. It's just meant to sell records, which I don't think it did. No, it's a horrible arrangement. It sounds like kids bop. It does. And I think they have Finn try to explain why they're doing it. I didn't write down his like little speech though, but I feel like he was like, We're gonna do Gangnam style and they're all like the fuck and then he like talks them into it basically by being like, It's dancing, it's flashy, like whatever. Um yeah, but it's also in another language that's so yeah. hard for everybody to have to learn. We used to have to sing in like Latin all the time in choir, and mm-hmm. it's hard to like learn all the pronunciations. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, one of my least favorite songs they've ever done. And they kind of tried to make it serious, I think makes it worse. Like when it they does. did like What Does the Fox Say and stuff, Ugh. it was like clearly a joke. They were parodying themselves. Yeah. And- the song yeah yeah like it was supposed to be funny and like playful and this is just like yeah this was a huge song and we're gonna take it seriously and Mm -hmm. just like it's just like embarrassing to watch them do it yeah the dancing is like so only Psy could pull off that dancing Mm -hmm. and not I mean he kind of does look ridiculous I guess but it's like you know his shtick I also hate that this is Tina's like only solo for a bit Mm -hmm. in a while and it's the song that's Korean. Like, that's just shitty. And I, like, no one in the episode brings up, like, she's not Korean. Why? No, no one she's even gonna... brings up in the first place that she's getting the solo. Let's start yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> like, God. yes, she should solo. She's a great performer and a great singer. But on this one? I'm just going to throw her to the lions on this one? Um... She does so, the best though. She's trying to sell it. Good job, Jenna. She, she does. <laughs> right. she, she tries so hard. Um, so Mike, being you know the dancer that he is, leads a dance class for the the boys to try and pick who's going to be the front man, um, for for the big dance number. Uh, Ryder apparently has some great moves and gets the front man spot, but it's only because Jake throws the. Rose the yeah. audition, and that is because he is what what bro coding with yeah with writer that yeah. he went out with Marley, and he admits to writer that he went out with Marley because he should. I don't know. It's all very bro code, but um, <laughs> you know he. He's like trading a date with Marley for the front man dance spot. Like, you got this, so I'll get the like, I don't know. Exactly. They're, they're they're trying to play it cool in like the best way teenage boys can do, which you kinda have to respect. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I, I kinda liked it. Yeah, I, I did like it. I thought it was sweet in the way Glee yeah. can accidentally be sometimes. Yeah. It, it was one of those you're watching it waiting for something really bad to happen, like yeah. for someone to say something horrendously offensive and then they didn't. Like, uh, okay, yeah. I mean yeah. Well, I'll take all, that. all right, yeah. I get I get what you're saying. It's almost wrong, but I get it. Yeah. Um, and he does admit or you know, Jake admits that he's trained in ballet, which is super cute. I one of the things I like about it is that it's a Example of them actually trying to set Jake and Ryder apart from 
uh, Finn and Puck. Yeah. Right. Because Finn and Puck were supposed to have been best friends, like, for a while, but, like, never quite had that, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to sacrifice something I want for you. Yes. Type of vibe. Mm-hmm. And it immediately made me like them more. I mean, they're still I... Blob 2.0, but... <laughs> I did very much like them in these scenes of um, trying to find a balance between them and their skills and their how they're interacting around Marley and like mm-hmm. the who's gonna get the girl vibe had lessened in this episode yeah which was nice um although speaking of of Marley she is she is on her diet still it's not really a diet it's a yeah it's She's a just straight up not eating straight up not eating she is I and I don't know about you but like the actress looks painfully thin as well she does they really have her collarbones yeah. popping out and i was like yeah. Ooh. like I would, I wanna... I, as i was watching it i was like i hope that's like shading i yeah. was just thinking that too yeah. like, and like I angles hope... of how she's standing i really hope so yeah. like i hope that belt or that ribbon in the the sectionals dress is just like cinched real tight because yeah. i felt like i could just put my hands around her waist um yeah she was looking tiny yeah and not in a good there's no <laughs> you know yeah. it's not good um so she feels like everyone's depending on her and putting all this pressure on her and obviously it's not gonna go well um so do we want to talk about kurt and rachel or do we want to go right into sectionals um we can talk about kurt and rachel that kind of follows the um storyline a bit right because then we kind of culminate with sections. yeah yeah yeah, so um, so Brody's teaching uh, teaching dance that day because Cassie is hungover. Yep, <laughs> yep. Doesn't want to entertain their mediocrity or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic line. Very good. I I guess um, she just wasn't available for filming that day, which I respect. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not going to pay Kate Hudson that day. Rachel is pissed at Brody for sleeping with Cassie, even though they. Rachel and Brody weren't together. Yeah. Uh, but I do appreciate Brody for calling her out on mm-hmm. that because they're, they weren't together. So she doesn't really have like a skin in the game. Yeah. I feel like they both had good points. It's like, mm-hmm. she's like, Cassie's my mortal enemy. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're not going to get closer to the girl you like by sleeping with her yeah. mortal enemy, Brody. Mm-hmm. Like that's just a given. Yep. But then he also had a point. Yeah. Like she, ditched him to go back to Lima to see Finn like that does suck that's a pretty clear message that you're not into someone so mm-hmm. yeah it was a much more adult conversation than some of these characters often have yeah it was kind of cool how Brody was able to kind of absorb her neuroticism and just be chill like, mm-hmm. I was like that's a good skill you need that to be with Rachel Berry <laughs> yeah because he could have definitely rebounded with with like a Finn reaction and just mm-hmm. yelled or or gone off um, on her, and that would not have it, it would just been an argument rather than like a a calming down effect, right? So I think this went uh, a lot better for yeah. both of them, and I, I think I if, appreciated that. If Finn had slept with her mortal enemy, that would have been yeah. a whole different conversation. Oh, yeah, so. that would have been real bad. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was so, nice. It I was do. A- I, I 
of liked what they did with Brody up to, did, you know, the certain yeah. point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, up, I liked up, this. Up to the next couple episodes here. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, um, I'm going to cook you dinner for um, Thanksgiving. I love yeah. that. He did, you know, he did invite himself over for Thanksgiving, <laughs> but I but did, I did he like was going to bring food. Like, that's the way yeah. to go. Yes. And I, you know, obviously we shift into Vogue.com Vogue with Kurt yes. and Isabel, um, who somehow doesn't have anyone to spend time with for Thanksgiving. No. So obviously, obviously Kurt invites her over for Thanksgiving. Which I have balls. I was just going to say, like, I could never imagine never. inviting someone like that over. They've always had such a, like, a friendship, though. Like, mm-hmm. he was so cute. He was like, are you going to see The Hobbit or Les Mis first? Mm-hmm. And they were like, a double feature. They said at the same time, it was so cute. Yep. It was yeah. cute. They've always not really had, like, a boss, mm-hmm. um, supervisor, supervisee relationship, which makes me jealous. I've only had terrible bosses who I was very afraid of. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You're living everybody's dream, Kurt. You don't know it, but. <laughs> he doesn't. He really doesn't. He doesn't get it. And Isabel does advise Kurt to, you know, step up and accept Blaine's apology, which we will we will get to see in a little bit. Yes. Um, something I, I did really hate that happens is they put the turkey in at 5 p.m. Enjoy your raw turkey. I know. So I don't know what they're eating later. Because it's not turkey. I I don't know if anyone listening has ever cooked a turkey. But that bitch is gotta cook all day. It there's all a day. reason people start cooking Thanksgiving at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it's cause a turkey that fucking big is gonna take you six fucking hours. So those drag queens are not eating turkey. Well, we can add that to the list of things we know the Glee writers have never done. Um, gone to high school, gone to college, <laughs> been in Joe Choir, made a turkey. <laughs> made a turkey. Yeah. Yeah. When they said like, oh, it's five o'clock, we better start the turkey. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what? We need I to do what? that line. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Is it 5 a.m.? Yeah. Five. Are you sitting around fully dressed and made up at 5 a.m.? Because that I would understand. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then... And then they um they do some flirting, buttering the turkey, <laughs> some <laughs> sensual buttering, some sensual but salting a turkey. Yeah, in her, she's like I'm a vegetarian, length. but I guess yeah. I can touch it. <laughs> her skin tight floor length dress. Well, like right. wrist length dress, like <laughs> getting near a turkey. No, thank you. Oh, the new Rachel and her outfits. Yep. I would not go near a turkey wearing that. Mm. But yeah, the, the buttering of the turkey, it was like, don't. <laughs> no, Kurt was so uncomfortable. It was <laughs> like, same. Yep. Uh, but then um, it is time for a kiki. I know exactly what we need. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the door tight. Let's have a kiki. Mother. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Die. Turn. Or let's have a kiki. Um, the drag queens show up i love the let's have a kiki it is one of the most fun numbers i think they've ever done it is i mean i love it until rachel ruins it (laughs) 
<laughs> Luckily, the the recorded version does not have turkey lurkey time. Thank God. That anytime that turkey lurkey busts in, I have a coronary. I don't know who <laughs> thought that was a good idea. I don't know why they let that happen. I think it, I, well, they put in that line where um, she was like, oh, I miss like singing holiday medleys with my dads. And I'm like, is this a holiday medley at the Berry house? Let's have a kiki slash turkey lurkey time. I guess. I didn't know turkey lurkey was a song until Glee happened and I didn't need to have that knowledge. Same. And you know what? I looked it up because we were just talking about how there's no Thanksgiving songs. It's not even originally a Thanksgiving song. <laughs> it's from a musical called Promises, Promises, and it takes place as part of an office Christmas party scene. <laughs> I feel so cheated. God damn it, Glee. So there's truly no Thanksgiving songs. <laughs> they really, this is a deep cut. I don't know how they even found this song. <laughs> Some staff writer had to Google thanksgiving songs they did this is Turkey the best song, they could come up with musical <laughs> why didn't they just use the song from adam's family values that would have been fine oh i don't know i wonder if they could get the rights to uh oh. anything else remotely close that would make sense they're like this is all we got a song from a musical no one's heard of <laughs> i just like everyone else's face during they're just like <laughs> shocked <laughs> all the drag queens are like what who is this and why did they ruin our kiki god what i remember most about tur- um not turkey lurkey let's have a kiki is how excited they were in the behind the scenes that was chris yeah. Colfer's favorite day on set you could yep. tell it was like it was drag queens it was the scissor sisters his favorite mm-hmm. band it was you know hey. sarah jessica parkner it's everything he did an Instagram story from there, didn't he? Yes, I think so. Oh, I it remember. probably still is on his Instagram, him with the drag yeah. queens. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, that was a fun song. That was a good, good performance. Um, so this is allegedly happening on Thanksgiving, correct? This is Thanksgiving. Right. Yep. In, the, in the competition is happening on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently sectionals is happening the day of Thanksgiving. And they over-explained that too. They're like, well, a lot of high schools have football games on Thanksgiving. So this is their way to like sell more tickets. And I was just like, okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. So we also find out that Unique gets to perform as Unique during sectionals, which is fantastic. Yes. Um, Blaine finally appears during the episode, during the little pre-show prayer circle. No mention of where he's been the whole yeah. episode. He just pops was, up out of nowhere. He's in the very back saying, of the choir room at the beginning. I was like, who is that back there? It was fucking Blaine. Yeah. Just, yeah, he's just randomly like a little blip. And then this is the first time he kind of like has presence in the episode. Don't know what that was about. Don't know. I don't think he had other things happening during this um, filming because this aired. November 2012. So he wasn't yet in How to Succeed in Business without really trying because that happened. Or no, that was before. How to Succeed was January 2012. That was was earlier in the year. So I don't know. I don't remember what was going on during this time. My memory does not extend that far anymore. Um, Yeah. So the Warblers perform first 
And what do they perform, B? They perform a whistle, baby. <laughs> the best warbler song. I won't hear anything to the contrary. Thank you. I won't be arguing. It's the best warbler song. It is the best. It was everything. I kept forgetting it was in this episode. And when it came on, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was better than I remembered. The yeah. dancing, so good. It's great. This shit is bananas. <laughs> it's so not appropriate for uh None all. <laughs> Who's their fucking coach? That's my question. I guess they don't have one. They have a council. They have a council. Um it's so crazy. I don't know who on the staff of Glee was like, you know what song the warblers haven't performed yet? <laughs> Whistle. Love the not even by curious leader being the one to do the blowjob song with yes. the yeah. Yep. Oh god. Fucking Hunter is up there trying so hard to look sexy yep. and failing miserably. Oh bless him. I no, just looks kind of sinister. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he, really no does look, he does look sinister. Oh, this song is so funny. And I remember when, like, the um, they used to do these hints about what songs were going to be coming out and all these, like, Gleek Out Brazil hints and shit and oh, rumors. Of, and, like, it came out that, like, someone's going to be performing Whistle and the rumor, uh, the Warblers are going to perform Whistle. I was like, there's no fucking way that <laughs> would Glee never. is going to be performing a song about blowjobs. And, wow, was I wrong. <laughs> yep. Yep, sure did. Mm amazing truly amazing they also perform live while you're young but frankly in the face of whistle yeah i mean it's the point it's good that grant got another song yes but yes. yeah and they did slick his hair back to make you think it was blaine for a hot second but yeah. you know just for the judges but yeah there's there's really nothing to stand up to whistle <laughs> there's nothing there um yeah you gotta love it the rosedale mennonites are actually really good they sing in america medley they do thanksgiving i guess i guess i guess the warblers didn't have much to do with thanksgiving blow my nope. whistle and live yeah. while we're young <laughs> nope. oh, they were more like night before thanksgiving vibes and then the mennonites were like america. They were. <laughs> yeah should we coming around the mountain like i guess i guess <laughs> murder all the native americans yeah yikes so then the new directions must be given like black friday vibes (laughs) (laughs) get the whole weekend covered guys it's fine yikes (laughs) um yeah it's just oh i mean okay two things we skipped Kurt and Blaine's phone call, but we'll we'll circle back to that. Yeah, okay, I, I think we were skipping it for a reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think yeah. it was after the Mennonites, anyway. So you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, yes, that's true. We it does happen after that. For yeah, I just thought you were like going with the episode storyline. I was like, okay, no, it's it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I just I sometimes like to hold on to Kurt and Blaine until the end of the, the episode true. is like a little nugget of surprise at the end. Yeah. Um, I do wonder though why the Glee Club always falls apart right before their shows. It's so true. Because, like, Ryder suddenly shows up to make uh, Jake take over the dance lead. 
mm-hmm. and Marley is like straight up dying. Like everything is just falling apart a la Quinn and Rachel and Finn and Puck. Like it's just happening all over again. Really? Because they're the blob 2.0. But this time it's almost like their problems are, are bigger. Yeah. Marley's got an eating disorder. She's. Yeah. Body is falling apart. You know, Ryder has. I don't know, severe got like insecurity issues insecurity issues thank you like inferiority i think it's because jake showed him that he was a better dancer Mm -hmm. jake could have kept that shit to himself but i guess jake thought he was like having a vulnerable moment like telling him he took ballet Mm -hmm. and instead it's like no dude you just showed him that like you're a way better dancer and he's not doing a good job yeah (sighs) Mm -hmm. but yeah and then we do have to watch Gungam Style, which is um, horrendously embarrassing to watch. We don't really need to talk about it. Although there is a moment that you can see Tina pulling Blaine up awkwardly from the floor. And that's because Darren oh, yeah. had hurt his knee oh. during rehearsals. Oh, yeah. So it's just oh, kind of like... I forgot about that. They left it in. Fandom memory. And then uh, Marley faints at the end because she hasn't eaten in six weeks because of kitty being a horrendous cunt and kitty says oh she's like i'm trying to be a good friend to her i'm like what do we ever get closure on this storyline like did did kitty do this on purpose or did she genuinely think she was helping i i, I don't remember i'll have to watch the show i don't know <laughs> i'm just like this is so shitty i know like oh so here's someone who could actually have like really hurt themselves cool yeah because um not only was Marley not eating. She also was taking taking laxatives that yeah. um, Santana found after going through her bag. I yeah, I don't get it. I mean, we'll have to. I don't actually remember the Kitty Marley storyline that well to know if yeah, it has a decisive ending. So we'll have to. We'll have to see. We'll have to find. We'll have to watch it with our our listeners. Time will tell. Yes, time will tell. But yeah, that so then we we cut to black. We don't know what happens. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. I was about to say this was the winter finale. It wasn't. There's a Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's one in between. Yeah, I don't know. (sighs) So then nothing else happens in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first I want to say. Finn says earlier in the episode, he's like, Marley and Blaine will handle the duet. And then for our showstopper, we're going to do Gangnam Style. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what duet Marley and Blaine were supposed to do. Mm. Oh, here's a here's a fun fact, though. Obviously, we do not get Blaine and Marley's duet because Marley passes out, which means this is the only episode in season four Blaine doesn't sing. Wow. Mm. I bet the Blaine haters like that. One episode. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. This, this season was fucking Blee. It's really just Blee. I was about to say that. It's Blaine's yeah. world. We're all living in it. As it should be. As it should I be. I mean, no, we hold uh, equal opportunity in this podcast for all cast members. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> all cast members named Blaine. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, well, getting equal opportunity screen time, Kurt finally called Blaine. 
Yes. And so he has that conversation with Isabel and he's like, I'm done. I'm moving on. And then she's like, well, you know, I find that accepting an apology helps me move on. Mm -hmm. And so I guess after kikiing with the drag queens, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he thinks of Blaine and decides to call him. Yep. The dancing shook loose a little bit, you know. But I feel like he came to the conversation with Blaine with a much more like just air of reconciliation than he had with Isabel. It's interesting. I remember when it first aired, we all were pretty convinced that was like, oh, great. They're going to start getting back together now. Yes, I definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because his line was like, it's Thanksgiving and it's sectionals and I miss you like crazy. Okay, so they're going to. And they both said, I love you. I know. I know. I was like, okay, everything's going to be okay. And then, well, it is eventually, but. Yeah, but not immediately. (laughs) Right. This is Glee. Well, let's put some realism in here. No, bitch. Not now. This is not when I want it. (laughs) It's too late. I did. I really loved the conversation ending with the I love yous because I don't know, watching it, I just had that like. I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship where you're not with them, but you both know the feelings are still there. Mm. So that whole like exchange of I love you with someone you're not with. Right. And you don't know if you're going to be with again. I was like, oh, that's, that's too real. Yeah. That's sad. Mm. Was that, was that Clayne or <laughs> Clayne? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Glee and Clayne. Glayne. Yeah. Was that Glee doing subtlety? Is what I was trying. I feel like that was Chris and Darren doing subtlety. Oh, this is like the ultimate clean chippers. In in the sense that they're actors. I mean, that was a case of actors working with what they had in a really nice way. Well, two things about this scene. First of all, I knew it by heart. (laughs) He was like, (laughs) he was like, can you hear me? It's kind of loud out here. I, I I heard it in my head at the same time. I was like, I know this entire phone call script um <laughs> um that's fair a, a little squeaky laugh there the little squeaky laugh that i know use. um but i was gonna say this is like the first time since the breakup that these two characters have had a real conversation yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy it is four episodes later it's too long it's too long. And the time is like even bigger because I remember after the breakup, there was like a month long hiatus or something. Yeah. So in Glee World, it's been like two months, even though multiple times like Kurt has said that they're going to have a conversation. So anyways, mm-hmm. I think I think the conversation does um, make that wait worth it, I think, because I do think it was very um, mature and hopeful and sincere and sets up the plot line for whatever episodes that yeah. comes this one. I don't know if it's the next one or the one after that. But I felt like it was very well written. I wish it had happened a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But I guess I, it kind of yeah. makes sense that Kurt needed time to like calm yeah. down. I don't know. He's had his time. <laughs> he took his time. Yeah. And his like Blaine's little like we're going to see each other at Christmas. Like yeah, now you are. So- Cute and hopeful. Just it hurts, but it's good. I don't know. It was nice. It's always nice to see them on screen talking to each other, even if they're not together. I think it's one of my favorite clean scenes for real. 
it's like it, it's it, mm. it, it hurts but it's it's just very i think it shows off their acting skills first of all they're not even mm-hmm. in the same room together <laughs> i know and they're able to show all those like subtle emotions mm-hmm. and i think it finally brings some catharsis is what i wanted to say i don't know if it's quite there on that level but you know yeah. some hope closure um reconciliation from the breakup that we were just like wallowing in for mm-hmm. yeah three episodes yeah and i like kurt specifically saying that he believes that blaine is sorry right right like he's like i can't forgive you but i believe that you are sorry yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the best friend i mentioned it's just my best friend because <laughs> he is they were friends first it's... yeah <sighs> Man, fuck the show for still making me feel things. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not the show. It's just these people. Yeah. yeah. The rest of these fools. Well, is there anything else in this episode to, to hit on? Consult my notes. Mm. Oh, Other than uh, Isabel Wright continues to be one of the best adults on the show. That's yes. right. Little fairy godmother to everyone. She is. Out there giving him a hug, just like he needs. I know. Um. Oh, I did love the um that Mike was in this episode. Yep. I miss Harry Shum yes. Jr. He's he's a very small part, but he did a great job. Um. Yeah, I love that all the like oldies were back, and giving back to the kids. I'm a little sucker for, you know, mm-hmm. a group number with emotion, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they're here. You got me. Oh, we didn't mention that we have like a brief Mr. Shoe appearance. Oh no, we didn't. That's so weird. What the fuck yeah. was that? Because the weird Okay, I was yeah. watching the competition on like 1.5 times speed until I got to the relevant stuff. And at the end of the Mennonites, Shoe and Emma have like a moment where they look at each other and like smile like the best fucking thing in the world just happened. I'm so confused by that editing. I was like, what? I have no idea. And they just, that was their whole thing. They're in the audience and they, I don't know. It was just so I think weird. Because he arrived from DC in time. I guess. To see the yeah, I guess because he just got there. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt very out of context for me. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, I see. I see. Yeah. Like, oh, he made it. Oh, he made it. Oh, yeah. oh he's here. He care. He still cares about his little glee club when he's off saving the arts department. Hmm. Time will yeah, tell. He saved the arts department. <laughs> saved. Oh yeah. god. This episode was kind of a cliffhanger, so yeah. None of the storylines have that much resolution. Sure. So I do feel like that's pretty much all I had to say about this episode. Yep. Do you have a favorite song? Hmm. I gotta give the whistle. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm not even gonna ask you. You already know. Yeah, whistle was the best. It was awesome. Um, oh, I have a favorite line too. Oh yeah. Quinn saying she went to Jodie Foster's clam bake just yes. because that sounds so erotic, homoerotic. They're literally setting up lesbian yeah. Quinn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I laugh at that line every time. Yes. I love it. I actually really like the Homeward Bound home mashup. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's super pretty. Yeah, a lot of the songs in the episode are good. Uh, it's a pity that Gangnam Style just negates all of them except I know. It really feels like it just runs right over the rest of them. Yeah. Because um, Come See About Me was so good. I know we talked about it, it earlier, was, but like yeah, the song great. part of it was just like really well done. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty arrangement. It's a very pretty arrangement. I would love to talk to the people who do the arrangements on this show. Me too. Because they do a really good job sometimes. Like, I'm thinking of when they did Diva, Beyonce's Diva. Mm, Like, I like the Glee version better than the original. Like, the way that they produced it. But, yeah. Yeah. And then there's other things. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's other things. Yeah, the kids op quality of um, Gangnam Style is really what killed it for me. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, The, uh, The Kevin... McScale. Oh. Almost non-existent? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything he had that stood out in any way. Point five yeah. Kevins. He was there. Yeah. Yeah, really. Oh, I he did want to... Pay- check. <laughs> <laughs> he was dancing in that one scene. <laughs> it's chair dancing. Um, I did want to point out the consistent running gag of the the judges for the um yeah <laughs> the competitions mm. especially sectionals they're always like hometown people who mm-hmm. are really hilarious i wrote down two of them i don't remember who the third one was but it was the obituary editor <laughs> of the newspaper <laughs> and the defiance county catfish queen <laughs> and i really laughed out loud at those those are so funny to me I think Glee sometimes forgets that, like, that's the funniest shit sometimes. Yes, yes. the absurd stuff is funny. Yeah. When it's like, absurd no, no. and it doesn't hurt anyone, that's the best part of Glee, I think. Yep. <laughs> um, The pain decks. Pain decks. Uh, I mean, it, it hurt, but it was good hurt right. this time. Exactly. I mean, that, that counts, though. That, that still yeah. hurts. I'm thinking, like, a nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hurt pretty good. Especially the part where the first part that Kurt said, where he's like, I'm done, I'm over it. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. no. yeah. come on, Kurt. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Any last, any last thoughts before we uh, go have Thanksgiving dinner? I don't know. We got to take that turkey out of the oven eventually. Uh, I will mention that Rachel seems to have gone from vegan to vegetarian. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know she's gonna date Brody. Yeah, he's yeah. got them abs. Um, I want to go to Rachel and Kurt's next Kiki. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. You know, you just got to start cooking before. That's right. I'll bring the turkey. They don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take care of that <laughs> shit. I was gonna say I don't know how clean their surfaces are either. Yeah. <laughs> or who massage something erotically yeah, exactly. with butter. I was going to say this. 
accidentally lock Rachel outside. Oh, yes. <laughs> fair. Oh, God. Yeah, fair, leave. Fair. I would leave before the holiday medley started. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, all right. Well, I think that is uh, it for uh, episode eight, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the pod, you can find us on uh, social media at Glee on the Rocks. Uh, and you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks, where you will find a ton of mini episodes covering all sorts of content, including Glee content and cast content and random stuff where we talk about all sorts of things. Um, including a couple of um, That's My Ship episodes where we talk about um, our non-Glee favorite ships, which are super fun. Take care of yourself, and that's what you missed on Blee. (laughs) You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.